Family Travel Radio has partnered with our good friends at Airtrex to help you and your family see more of the world for less money and just as importantly, less stress. To learn about how Airtrex makes complex multi-stop trips easy and attainable for families, visit familytravel.org slash radio slash Airtrex. Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Hey there, and welcome back to Family Travel Radio, your go-to podcast for incredible destinations, amazing experiences, and life-changing family adventures. It's Aaron Schlein here, and this is the first in a very special five-episode series about around-the-world trips for families. We've got five episodes coming at you over the next five days, and in each episode, we're going to cover one component of an around-the-world trip. Those components are dream, plan, budget, book, and go. And not only are we going to learn the best way to take an around-the-world trip, but you're going to hear from several individuals who've actually done it, who've actually taken an around-the-world trip with their families. We've got Shelly Bailey Shaw, Daniel Gamber, Nicola Cook, and Amy Meerstra, all real people, real parents who have taken the plunge and have had their lives changed and changed the lives of their children by taking an around-the-world trip. And to kick things off, I've invited Sarah Habib, the general manager at Airtrex, on the show to share her story and to lay out what you can expect from an around-the-world trip and what you can expect from these next five episodes of Family Travel Radio. Sarah has helped thousands of people plan transformative international trips, and she just got back from an around-the-world trip of her own. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. First off, transformative travel. Let's talk about that. What exactly does that mean to you, Sarah? Well, I think all travel is transformative. I think anytime you're leaving your comfort zone and area of familiarity, whether it's to go around the world or even to just go to a different part of the city that you live in, you're taking yourself outside of your normal environment and you have the ability to see the world through different eyes. I think that that's one of the things that has drawn me personally to a career in travel because I believe that travel, no matter how big or how small, has the potential to change people's lives. Well, and you, you certainly do walk the walk. Just take us through, just go back as far as you can, even to your childhood even. Tell us about travel and the impact that it's had on your life. It's always been really important to me and it's always been something that my family in particular has held in high value. When I was a kid, we used to go camping every summer. So we would kind of camp around the continental US. I was born in Canada, so I traveled back and forth a lot between Canada and the US. And my parents are really big international travelers. They both took sabbaticals in their younger days to go see the world, living and traveling around in Europe and the Middle East. And it's always been something that my family kind of talked about around the dinner table. Like my path, I guess, to my career in travel came from that interest in it, that we've it's always been a part of like the fabric of our family conversations. So it's really great to see how it's influenced everybody in my family, actually. My brother lived in Bali. 
for a while. He did a, he was a dive master there. My sister has moved around and lived a bunch of different places around the world. And my parents are actually in Colombia right now on their fifth international trip this year. So it's, I mean, sometimes we get to do it together, which is great, but it's definitely been a, a part of the fabric of my family life. Well, first of all, great for your parents. I love to hear about that. You said something that, that really got my attention because I, I'm very passionate about doing things every day in our day-to-day life that keeps travel in the top of our mind, even when we're not traveling. You talked about those dinner table conversations. Take me inside one of those conversations. What'd you guys talk about? Oh man. Um, it's hard for me to like think back to when I was a kid. I'm just thinking about like last Tuesday when we were talking <laughs> about it. When I was growing up, we still had, you know, book encyclopedias. So we had the Encyclopedia Britannica in the bookshelf and we'd always pull one out and kind of take a peek and, you know, like anytime there was something to research, like, I don't know, if we're learning about geometry, we could go look at information on the pyramids, that kind of stuff. I think we used to talk a lot about where have I been and where am I interested in going? Because I think another one of my family's core values would be love learning. Coincidentally, that's one of my company's core values now as well. It's one of the things that Airtrex really likes to, to focus on is how, how we can learn from traveling. It was always a conversation about what, have, what did I learn from this experience and what do I want to learn from the next experience? Well, how cool is that, that you grew up, I guess, to, to work for a company and have a high position in a company whose core values so perfectly align with your own? Tell me about that. Our core values, I think, they stemmed actually from a document called the Indie Manifesto, which is a document for independent travelers, basically. And I think that the values of Airtrex are a lot of the same values that people who love travel will hold. They are make meaningful connections, so trying to connect with each other and the world around us more deeply. Love learning, like I just said. Own your experience. So you're the master of your own destiny. You're in control of your own life. Embrace change because the world is never going to stay the same. And work and play with passion. Work hard, play hard. Enjoy your life and make meaningful contributions when you can. Well, I love that. And you helped me, you helped me segue perfectly into the next topic. You recently played very hard for about three weeks on a whirlwind around the world trip. And you just concluded this within the past couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just got back on the 21st of July. Okay. And we're talking today on the 2nd of August. So you're just kind of freshly completed your re-entry into to regular life from that sabbatical. So take me through that trip. Tell me about those three weeks. Yeah. I think my jet lag is finally over. <laughs> this was a fast around the world trip. I mean, three weeks, I think is a long time to be away from work, but when you're hopping continent to continent, it feels really, really fast. I started my trip. I left from New York and I flew to London where I spent a few days. And I'd been there before, but I stayed in a, in a part of the city that I had, hadn't stayed in before. And that was actually really cool because I got to see some of the sites that I love in London and do some of the things I love doing there. And I also got to experience a totally different part of the city. So I think sometimes people can can think to themselves, oh, I've already been to this place or that place. I don't need to go back. But for me, there's always something more to explore, always some deeper layer to uncover. And I'm always looking to make deeper connections with people in different places that I go. Um, so that was stop number one. Stop number two was uh, Cairo. And I've never been to Egypt before. And I can't wait to go back. I mean, this trip was just so fast. I had three days there and I got to see some of the highlights and just experience some of the Egyptian culture, which was great. 
Then from there, I flew to Thailand. I have a great picture flying over the Suez Canal of all the ships waiting to go through. And again, Bangkok is a place I've been before, but it was great to re-engage with it and see some of the things I love about being in Thailand. Then I went to Bali for, again, three days. Also amazing. Another place I can't wait to go back. I felt like I could have stayed there for three months. Then we hopped down to Sydney and I was there for um, another three days. I went hiking. I did an incredible hike just outside the city, like a ferry's ride away. And then I ended my trip in Fiji for another few days. So that was nice to relax on the beach and experience um, some of Fiji's culture and just kind of learn a little bit more about that part of the world. So it was a great trip. I love that. And always more to explore. That's a, that's a great line, no matter where you visit, even in your own hometown, Sarah. Absolutely. There's, there's always something to see some corner you've never, you haven't turned or some alley you never looked down. Let's, let's transition here to around the world trips for families. First of all, why, why, why would a family want to take an around the world trip? What's the, what's the benefit? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I mean, we've been doing around the world trips for families. I've been doing it personally for 14 years. And I think really the there are benefits for everybody involved. There are benefits for parents to kind of experience the world through their children's eyes, to navigate things differently and maybe see things that they wouldn't see if they weren't there with their children. For children, it's definitely a way to understand how much bigger the world is than the environment that we tend to curate for them, especially today. I think that it's really great, I think, for even people that you meet on your trip. And this is actually something that we talk about at AirTrex a lot. It's like, how can we connect travelers more? So like, let's say you're at home, you want to meet somebody who's traveling to your city to meet you. Um, because every time you connect with someone who's either on the road or you're on the road yourselves, you're expanding your worldview and um, just deepening your understanding of how humans relate to each other. You hit on a, a really powerful word and that word was curate. Because as a parent, even when you try hard to to expose your kids to to unplanned activities, unplanned emotions. It's hard. It's hard to not want to curate and orchestrate their every moment. What's your advice? How do we, how do we break out of that curation mindset? Well, I think travel is going to do it for you because inevitably you're going to have the flight that's delayed or the bus that doesn't come, or you're going to misunderstand somebody when you're both speaking different languages and Google translate's not really going to work out for you this one time. And so um, that's actually one of the things that I think is so thrilling about travel. There's this quote that I like, I can't remember who said it, but it's an adventure is never an adventure when it's happening. You know, you always look back on those moments of, oh my gosh, I was stranded here. And I, I mean, I remember a time for me personally, this was before cell phones. I was supposed to meet a friend somewhere and he didn't show up because he missed his flight. And so we had to figure out how we were going to connect with each other without email, without phone, without being able to communicate at all. We ended up finding each other randomly in the same hostel. This was 20 years ago, but it was just really, um, I think that that kind of stuff hap- is going to happen to you when you're, when you're on the road without, I don't think that you have to worry about planning it. It's going to happen. So at no time during that story, when you're trying to find your friend, did you stop and say, I'm having an adventure right now? No, it was terrible. It's like, oh my gosh, we're supposed to go, we're supposed to leave tomorrow to go to this place together and he's not here. What do I do? Should I wait? Like, it was just so stressful. 
But now it's like one of my favorite stories because it would never happen today because we're so connected with the technology. It's your story as part of that fabric of your life, like you mentioned before. So let's bring the conversation back to Air Treks, round the world trips for families. And once again, familytravel.org slash radio slash Air Treks. Tons of great content over there for planning that round the world adventure. So Sarah here in this first of five episodes, this is all about the dream the dream of an around the world trip. And Sarah, you've told me that the first step towards around the world trip is to dream bigger. So how big should we be dreaming here? Let's be intentional with that dream. Ooh, well, I always like to say for any, anyone who's thinking about doing an around the world trip, start with your, start with your bucket list, start with the things that you absolutely want to see. And don't think about like, well, how can I have the time? How can I afford to do this? Like you can figure out all those details later. Just think about what's the, what are the dreams? What are the the key themes that I want to learn? And I think when you're planning with your family, it's really cool to get your children involved in that process as well. Like, like I was talking about those dinner table conversations. What do you want to learn about? Where would it be cool to go? Oh, I know you like Thai food. Like, would you like to go eat it in Thailand? You know, just kind of start with different experiences in the world around you right now and think about how you might want to translate those into a bigger trip. I love that. Those dinner, t- dinner table conversations, one of many tools for, for dreaming and planning that trip. So Sarah, one thing that we're going to be hit touching on multiple times throughout this series is that Airtrex trip planner that's available over at Airtrex.com. Let's talk about that a little bit now and we'll, we'll continue that conversation as the series goes on, but let's set that up. Tell us about that trip planner and how we can use it to start, to start fleshing out that dream. Yeah. So this tool is actually pretty incredible. So you can take all those destinations that you're talking about over the dinner table and you can put them in on our website at tripplanner.airtrex.com or just go to Airtrex.com and click on trip planner. And you'll get an instant estimate for your flight prices. You can put in any combination of cities. Um, you can put in any length of trip. If you want to enter 50 destinations, you can do that. And you'll get an instant estimate for um, the airfare cost. So this will help you figure out what your budget should be. You can play around with different routes to see what works better for you. You can really spend a lot of time sort of dreaming and imagining what your trip could look like with this tool. All right. Well, we're going to dream and we are going to imagine. And Sarah, you and I are going to say goodbye for now. But over the next four episodes, we're going to be hearing from you again as we work our way through that around the world trip, all the way from dream to reality. Sarah Habib, really appreciate you setting us up and we're going to go off and do great things with this series. And you and I will talk again very soon. Great. Thank you. Well, there we go. We are off and running in this five-part series about around-the-world trips for families. Remember to check out familytravel.org slash radio slash airtreks. That's familytravel.org slash radio slash A-I-R-T-R-E-K-S, familytravel.org slash airtreks, and take that first step toward making that dream of an around-the-world trip for your family a reality. I'm going to see you right back here tomorrow for part two. But for now, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I'm signing off. See you manana.